Financial literacy is the key when it comes to building wealth and retiring comfortably. However, just because a person successfully reaches their retirement years with a solid nest egg doesn't mean the learning is over. On today's show, the importance of financial education even after retirement. Welcome in to Retirement Room. Welcome into Retirement Rue Radio. We have the Simons of Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. We have the founder of Simon and Simon Financial, Gerald Simon. We also have Chad Simon and Grant Simon. Again, 88 combined years experience between these three. They are fiduciaries. And folks, we talk retirement topics each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Before we get into our original discussion, I wanted to bring in Gerald. Gerald, given your time in this industry, I would say few people, right, have probably reviewed more information, read more books, and have gone through more financial education over the years than any of us, than you. You are a CLU, that's a Chartered Life Underwriter, a Series 65 fiduciary. You have taken your Series 6 and Series 7, and you are a registered principal. So let me ask you, just how important is financial literacy, especially now with everything that's going on in today's markets? Well, Margaret, I would say that financial literacy is always important. And the biggest reason is that when it comes to many areas of your life, whether it be your health or your financial life, you have to be your own best advocate. And the only way you can accomplish this is by educating yourself. Now, it doesn't mean you have to come out and necessarily be an expert, but you should understand general ideas about how the market works, how the dollar works, what terms like inflation mean, how markets generally work in good times and in bad cycles, and how the more you understand, the more you can anticipate that you should, and equally as important, should not do during bad times. It also gives you a certain level, level of control, and it greatly reduces the anxiety, especially during times of market volatility, or like we're seeing now, times of record inflation. And it's so important when you're working with an advisor. It creates an open line of communication when you understand what your advisor is trying to accomplish and how that fits into your specific needs and goals in your retirement. I'll tell you, Gerald Simon, always a pleasure to have uh, father on and, again, founder of Simon & Simon Financial. And, again, he uh, he polices Chad and Grant at the office, uh, always uh, just uh, terribly, my dad. <laughs> just terrible a, at it. Just a wealth of knowledge, it, and and certainly what a great bad cop, bad cop. I was going to say what a great resource for Chad and Grant uh, on a daily basis. But we start off the program. We start off the rue this week talking about financial literacy. You don't know what you don't know, and until you know exactly that, so it, it can be confusing. On today's show, we're going to highlight some reasons why. Your financial education shouldn't stop once you hit retirement. Gerald's already kind of started us off on the conversation. It's just good to be in touch with what's going on with your retirement plan, so educate yourself. Uh, and, Chad, let's start with just making wise spending decisions once you hit retirement. Yeah, Morgan, that's right. You know, this is a big one, and especially for retirement folks, because retirement is often uh, or 
oftentimes accompanied by a decrease in income since you're no longer working, obviously. So, you know, this means you'll need to be extra careful about your spending. If you aren't careful, you may find yourself dipping in your savings more than you want to um, during those critical retirement years. So talk with your advisor, ask questions, understanding your unique financial situation is really the key to having successful retirement, especially now when we're seeing, you know, record inflation, like Gerald talked about. Uh, and when understanding how you're spending your money and, and where you're spending your money, it really could be the difference between meeting your basic goals each month or not. Retirement Rue. I mean, it's Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. We have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. Each and every week, it's always about retirement. And each and every week, we open up the calendar for the upcoming week at Simon and Simon Financial. And we've carved out a few spots for radio listeners only. If you've got any questions about what's going on with your retirement, maybe you haven't started planning, maybe you're in the middle of something and you need a second opinion, grab one of the spots on the calendar. And again, get that peace of mind we talk about, you know, having, you know, a plan out in front of you, knowing what that roadmap is, uh, talk about your goals in retirement, and then you create that plan to get you there. We're going to open up those spots here in just a little bit. But financial literacy is where we're focusing this first portion of the program. We've talked about, you know, make wise spending decisions as you are in retirement. And this is another big one. Have a plan for Social Security and make sure you're maximizing your benefits. Yeah, that's right, Morgan. You know, for most retirees, Social Security is going to be your largest monthly income source. Yet, you know, many really don't understand how it works. You know, that means they could potentially be leaving a lot of money on the table if they don't understand the implications of taking it early versus taking it late or taking survivor benefits or taking a benefit from a spouse and how all those uh, implications of, of what that means for your retirement over the long haul. You know, your advisor can help you with options to help you maximize it. And that's you know, an important benefit. Um, you know, it's really the one of the biggest things we do in retirement planning. I, you know, I tell the story that when I got here um, the, from LSU, I graduated LSU, I came to work here and really saw a need that wasn't being addressed at the time by the financial community, the advisor community, which is um, how to properly plan, uh, execute and kind of um, guide people and how to take their Social Security for their specific situation. So I really learned everything there was to know about Social Security, Medicare. And now it's a huge part of our retirement planning is understanding how and when you should take your Social Security for your specific situation. And I can say there is no wrong or right answer. Um, it really depends on your unique situation. So um, don't listen to your cousins, aunts, nephews, uh, you know, nieces, dogs, sister, really get the facts. Uh, and a big part of that, obviously, is educating yourself about how the program works and, uh, and, and what it means to you. I tell you, I, I think education is key. Uh, I can speak from my own you know, personal background. When I, when I would hear Social Security 10, 15 years ago, you know, I was like, well, it's going to be there. And I take it at a certain age, and I, I didn't really think about it. Uh, and now working, you know, in, in the finance industry, and we talk about it on, on such a regular basis, man, it is so clear uh, that you really need to have a plan when it comes to Social Security inside of your retirement plan and make sure you're taking uh, full advantage of everything you can uh, when it comes to uh, maximizing those benefits. All right, so financial literacy. We've talked about you know just making wise spending decisions, maximizing Social Security benefits. What about inflation, Chad? This is a big one. Your dad mentioned this one. Yeah, you know, obviously it's something, you know, we're dealing with right now. It's a big one. You know, as of March, inflation was up uh, over eight and a half percent over the last year. 
the highest rate we've seen in over 40 years, which I didn't I don't have to tell my dad that he's seen it. Um, uh, he, he was alive back then. I'd missed it by a few years. Um, but by continuing your financial education in retirement, you can find out which investments currently help beat inflation, kind of uh, such as treasury inflation, protected securities. Um, we've talked about um, I-bonds recently. I-bonds came out, the new uh, rates, I think it's 9.62% uh, is what they're going to pay for the next six months. Um, and, and even some stocks and energy stocks, real estate stocks. So the more you educate yourself, again, whether it's inflation, whether it's uh, uh, the value of uh, different uh, equities or different uh, market positions, and really how markets, you know, how the market cycles work. So not only, you know, when it comes to inflation and educating yourself about stocks or assets that perform well during inflation, but things to understand, uh, you know, that markets work in cycles. So you shouldn't freak out. You shouldn't overreact. And the education, especially during times of high volatility, can help reduce a lot of that anxiety um, when you understand, okay, this is a traditional market cycle. Things will get better. Um, so you don't overreact it's not only what you do during these times it's sometimes more importantly what you don't do i tell you folks it's all about having a plan we talk about it each and every week here on the rue retirement rue again powered by simon and simon financial chad simon grant simon and father gerald simon the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, and you can talk about your retirement situation. Right now, we're talking about financial literacy, you know, educating yourself uh, when it comes to your retirement. So you're getting closer to it. You're getting there. You're, you're almost in retirement. So your financial education, uh, it shouldn't stop. You should be involved every step of the way and continue to educate yourself. So, you know, wise spending decisions, maximizing Social Security, Fight inflation. Know what you're doing there. And this is a big one. This will be the last one we have time for. Plan for health care costs. This is kind of on the back back burner for a lot of people, Chad. But, man, I tell you, you have to plan for it. Yeah, absolutely, Morgan. You know, health care costs can be a major expense for retirement. Everyone knows that. According to research done by Fidelity, a retired couple at age 65 as of 2021 could need anywhere from two to $300,000 saved to cover healthcare expenses in retirement. So it's important to have a good understanding of your options and how to plan for those costs. Yet this is another reason why during our planning process, we put so much emphasis not only on Social Security planning, but also Medicare and health insurance planning for both you and your spouse. It is one of the most underestimated um, expenses in retirement, so you have to plan for it. All right. Well, let's uh, give everybody an opportunity to increase their financial literacy and do it right now. We've got positions on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial available. We've got five of them right now. What's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers to have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll try to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. Folks, we've got five positions on the calendar. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Here's the number. Call now, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. Retirement accounts and dividend stocks are a great pairing. 
When we come back, we'll highlight three reasons why holding dividend stocks in your 401k or IRA could be a strategy built just for you. Welcome back into Retirement Rue. We have Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the team at Simon & Simon Financial. Father and sons, 88 combined years experience between these three, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries, and it is retirement topics each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and here we go. Big retirement savings balance. Hey, hey, great. Pat yourself on the back, but you'll need income, too. When you pair retirement accounts with dividend stocks, well, they go together like copy and paste, Bonnie and Clyde, needle and thread, alcohol and bad decisions, or hippies and patchouli. All right, so let's talk about it. So let's bring in Grant. I love I love the lead in. Uh, let's talk about tax deferred earnings. Yeah, Morgan. So with 401ks, traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, these accounts all share a very valuable tax feature, which is tax deferred earnings. What that really means is, is that you don't pay taxes annually on any dividend income in these accounts. And you also won't pay annual taxes on realized gains or earned interest. So if you had a stock that went through the roof and you sold it and you had a big gain, you don't have to pay taxes on that sale of the stock until you actually withdraw the funds from that 401k or traditional IRA or Roth. So the benefit of having a 401k, traditional IRA or Roth, and coupling that with dividend stocks is that if you didn't have those dividend stocks in a traditional IRA, Roth, or 401k, chances are you're going to pay anywhere from 15 to 20% of the dividends that you receive each year on any dividend paying stocks. But if you hold those same shares in a retirement account, you can leave those funds invested. And the more money you have invested, the faster your balance is going to grow. We talk retirement each and every week here on The Rue with the Simons of Simon & Simon Financial. And right now, just going over three reasons why holding dividend stocks in your 401k or IRA, it could be a good fit for you. So the first one, tax-deferred earnings. Uh, the next one, passive retirement income machine, it could be that for you. Yeah, it certainly could. You know, dividend stocks and dividend funds produce passive income, which is obviously very useful in retirement. Uh, for most retirees, the goal with all of their retirement assets is to be able to replace the income that they've lost when they are no longer working. That's the number one goal for most retirees with their retirement funds. They want to reproduce that income. And if you had enough dividend-paying stocks where the dividends could satisfy whatever your income needs are, that can be a very powerful position to be in because if you had enough dividends coming in to fund 100% of your income needs, you really would not have to sell shares of stocks or ETFs or mutual funds to be able to fund your income needs. And so you could imagine a scenario where you had enough dividends coming in to pay all the income needs that you had. And then you would also have the remaining investment value there for you in the event that you had an emergency, needed to access additional uh, funds, but your wealth isn't being depleted when you're withdrawing income because the dividends are covering the income needs in retirement. 
Retirement Roo Radio. New Orleans, we talk retirement each and every week, and each and every week we give you an opportunity. If you need some help, get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. Again, no cost or obligation. We're going to open up some calendar spots here in just a little bit. And right now, discussing three reasons why holding dividend stocks in your 401k or IRA could be a good plan for you. At least starts with a conversation. So we've talked about tax-deferred earnings. We've talked about, you know, the passive retirement income machine that it could be. And this next one, just a built-in inflation protection. And let me say, Grant, I mean, with everything that's going on right now, this has to have everybody's ears perked up. Built-in inflation protection. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about what everyone is experiencing right now, this is a very unique period of time um, for retirees. We have not seen inflation at these levels in over 40 years. And you couple the inflation with all of the volatility in the market because the way that the Fed battles inflation is they raise interest rates. Well, the market has gotten very addicted to the cheap money policy that's been in effect for many years, really since 08, 09, since the last financial crash, we've really had a very easy money policy at the Fed. And because of that, coupled with a lot of spending from Congress, there has been an acceleration in inflation. And then the result of the Fed's raising interest rates to battle that inflation, we're now seeing tremendous volatilities in the markets, the equity markets, and the bond markets as well. So you're really having for most people in that traditional 60-40 stock-to-bond portfolio, both sides of their account is going down. Both bonds are falling as well as uh, their equity positions. So when we talk about inflation, the reason why it's so insidious, it, I'll give you an example. If you looked at a 10-year period and we had just moderate inflation, a 2% inflationary rate, 10 years later, if you took $100 today, 10 years at 2% inflation, you would need $121.90 to buy the same goods that $100 could buy 10 years before. So that puts a very uh, slow and consistent squeeze on retirees' budgets over time. Well, right now, the inflationary rate is somewhere, depending on what number you're looking at, somewhere between 8 to maybe 10 or 11%. So that can create just a massive, massive squeeze on people that are on fixed incomes. And dividends can provide inflation protection because according to iShares, the growth in dividends paid by U.S. companies has outpaced inflation over the past 150 years. Specifically, the annual dividend growth rate was 3.7%, while inflation grew 2% annually between 1871 and 2021. And in addition to that, there is a group of stocks out there called uh, the dividend aristocrats. And to earn the aristocrat title, a company must have raised its dividend consistently for at least the past 25 years. Now, that history certainly doesn't guarantee uh, the dividend increases will continue forever, but it does show a company's deep commitment to those shareholder payments. And what we typically see is most companies, usually corporate leaders, they don't want to give up that title of dividend aristocrat once it's been earned. So most companies, uh, you think of Chevron as an example, the big oil companies, they have consistently raised their dividends. And even when oil uh, had its crash uh, after the pandemic or right around the pandemic, and it went essentially negative on the oil futures, uh, Chevron came out and said that they are going to con continue to pay their dividends, that they are going to do stock buybacks. So there is a lot of pressure on these companies to continue to pay 
very solid dividends once they get to that point of being known as a dividend aristocrat company. You're listening to Retirement Rue. It's powered by Simon and Simon Financial. And again, we have Grant, Simon, Chad, Simon, and Father Gerald, Simon, the team at Simon and Simon Financial. Their 88 combined years of of experience have helped hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. Uh, You know, our first portion of the program, we were talking about financial literacy. And really, this entire program each and every week is about retirement literacy. I mean, learning more about the planning process, about your retirement situation and your plan. And we talk about it all the time. You know, you need to make sure that your plan is unique to you. If you're retiring solo, obviously unique to you. If you're you're retiring as a couple, unique to that couple situation, not your buddy at the coffee shop, not your friend at the gym, not your uncle, uh, not somebody at the office. Uh, You might be going through similar things, but this plan needs to be specific to you or if you're retiring as a couple, specific to that couple. So we move from financial literacy and then we go on and we talk about just, you know, the importance of maybe holding dividend stocks in your 401k or IRA. We've talked about the tax deferred earnings. That's an advantage. Uh, Past of retirement income machine. It can be that for you. Another advantage. And then looking at inflation because, man, I tell you, it is out there and it's built-in inflation protection. So consider it. So to kind of sum this up for us, Grant, just, you know, the combination of retirement accounts and dividend stocks could be a good thing. Yeah, it certainly can, Morgan. You know, retirement accounts and dividend stocks are a dynamic duo for retirement planning. Your dividend-paying assets, they generate rising income over time. And the retirement account, the IRA, the 401k, that wrapper that you have those dividend stocks in, helps protect you from wealth-depleting taxes as you build your nest egg. And that's obviously a powerful one-two punch to help you reach your retirement goals. I think really the, the point of having a plan like this, of incorporating what the IRS gives us in the tax code and finding those types of investments that can achieve your retirement goals, whether it be uh, wealth preservation, income generation, whatever the case may be, uh, legacy benefit planning, whatever your needs, goals, and objectives are, it's using the tools that are available to put a plan in place that's going to build for whatever those goals are, to make sure that you have the greatest chance of success at accomplishing whatever it is you want to accomplish with your money in retirement. Our listeners, I mean, look, we get it. Uh, There's a lot of stress involved. You're concerned about your retirement. Well, we've got spots on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. We're going to open those up right now. Uh, Grant, we've got five of them. What's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. Okay, this is your chance to benefit from a personalized financial review. Call right now. Again, we have five positions on the calendar. We're opening those up right now. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies strategy is going to work best for you. The number again, call now, 800-728-2225. With all that's going on in the world, having a solid retirement income plan is critical. 
When we come back, we'll outline several steps to make sure your plan is ready for whatever the market, the economy, and inflation can throw at you. Retirement Room Radio. We are on the air and we have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. Between father and sons, 88 combined years experience between these three, helping hundreds of clients get ready, plan for, and enjoy their retirement once they get there. Folks, it's all about having a plan. They are fiduciaries, and it is topics each and every week. You're going to have questions, and we provide a few spots on the calendar. It's a busy office, but a few spots on the calendar for Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. You can start your planning process, or if you're in the middle of something, you can get a second opinion on what's going on inside your portfolio. Uh, folks, this is an opportunity. It's going to present itself, so be ready. We'll open up those spots here in just a little bit. So let's start with this. There are some basic things that you should be doing right now to make sure your retirement plan is more than just pages in a book, right? Working with an independent advisor, a team of advisors, okay, can really help you stay on the right track all the way through retirement. We wanted to go through several steps that you can take to make sure your plan is ready for whatever happens out there. And we've seen a lot, right, in the last month or so, the market, the economy, inflation. Chad, let's start with you. Focus in. What is your time horizon? You need to know the answer to that question. Yeah, absolutely. So your current age and expected retirement age create the initial groundwork of an effective retirement strategy. So first, the longer the time between today and retirement, the higher level of risk that one's portfolio can withstand. This is why, you know, people in their 20s, 30s and 40s can take additional risk um, as to, opposed to someone who is you know, within 10 years, five years, two years away from retirement. It's not because, you know, younger people are young and crazy. Um, it's really risk when it comes to your retirement planning or really investment planning is how close are you to needing income? right? The market fell 20% for Grant and I, we'd close our eyes, probably buy more stock. And in 20, 30 years, uh, it'd be worth, you know, 10, 15 times what it is today, if we're lucky. So understanding your time horizon is critical. Um, also, your needs, your returns have to outpace inflation, so that you can not only grow your money in total, but also against your purchase, your future purchasing power. It's like the old adage, inflation is like an acorn, it starts out small, but give it enough time, it can turn into a mighty oak tree. So really understanding your time horizon is critical uh, in ensuring you have the right retirement plan in place for your specific situation. Talking retirement on the Rue, we do it each and every week with Simon and Simon Financial, and we're going over several steps that you can take uh, to make sure that your plan is ready no matter what's going on uh, outside of it, the market, economy, inflation. So knowing your time horizon. Next up, Chad, you know, your spending requirements once you get to retirement. Yeah, it's a big one. So having realistic expectations about post-retirement spending habits will help you define the required size of your retirement portfolio. If you know what you're going to need to spend, you're going to know how much you're going to need when you get there. So, you know, most people argue that after retirement, their annual spending will amount to anywhere from 70 to 80 percent of what they spent previously. I can tell you being this business as long as I have, um, that rarely is the case. Um, 
you know, such an assumption is often proved to be unrealistic, especially if the uh, mortgage has not been paid off or if you have an unforeseen medical expense, one of the kids are living back at home or uh, you have a grandchild who needs assistance or any, you know, life can throw anything at you. So when we do our planning, we like to, if we can assume for those uh, individuals who have saved enough, we assume that their income needs are not going to drop. They may even go up. But certainly we try to maintain the, the current income needs they had um, before they retired. We can't do that for every individual, but we always do try to create it as close as to what they were making uh, beforehand so that anything that comes up can be accounted for, especially, again, if you have a mortgage, you have an outside event. So uh, understanding your, your spending requirements and really giving yourself a buffer, uh, it's critical when you're, when you're doing income planning. I'll tell you, folks, it's all about retirement each and every week and just going over just some steps that you can take to make sure your plan can weather, you know, a tough market, uh, the economy uh, going south, uh, inflation. We've seen a lot of that in the last couple of months. So, you know, take some notes. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. You can talk about this in person, uh, see where you are in your retirement planning process, see if your plan is doing okay. Uh, if you need a second opinion, one of the spots on the counter would be a great time to do that. So this next one for you, Chad, uh, you know, what about after tax rate of return? You need to know what that is and know what you need. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, once the expected time horizons and spending requirements are determined, the after tax rate of return must be calculated to assess the feasibility of the portfolio producing the, the income needed. Uh, it's not what you make, as they say, it's what you keep. And that's never more important than when it comes to retirement and income planning. Um, you know, if you say, okay, I need 8000 a month. Um, well, after taxes, it's not going to be 8000 um, if that's what you're taking. So understanding um, the more you take out, the larger your income uh, income costs are going to be or tax costs are going to be so that you can prepare uh, no matter from no matter what happens you know, in your life. If you can consistently understand that that after tax rate uh, will be there, um, you're going to be within the expectations of what your 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 needs are uh, and you'll be ready uh, for whatever comes your way. Retirement Rue, we are outlining steps to help you make sure that your plan's ready for whatever comes your way as you move towards retirement and into retirement. We've talked about knowing your time horizon, you know, what are going to be your spending requirements, you know, what, what, what after-tax rate of return are you going to need. Grant will bring you in, and we'll run down a few more. Again, you're listening to Retirement Rue. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, and you can ask questions about your retirement situation. And look, if you have not started planning, great time to do it. It would be grabbing one of those calendar positions. Or if you're in the middle of something, you've got questions, a second opinion, one of those spots could be for you as well. So we've talked about time horizon, spending requirements, and the after-tax rate of return you're going to need. And this next one's a big one. You know, where are you in your risk tolerance and the needs that you're going to need? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the things that we spend a tremendous amount of time on when we're sitting down with somebody who might potentially become a client. If you don't have the proper allocation with your money when it comes to your risk tolerances, you are never going to be able to deal with the volatility that is undoubtedly going to occur over your retirement lifetime in the market. If you know that you have a proper allocation when it comes to risk and safety, then you can accept that a portion of your assets will have some ups and downs. But if you know that you've always got a place to go to get the income that you need that is not affected when the market goes down, it makes you not have to feel like you need to 
make those knee-jerk decisions and say, I just can't take this anymore and pull everything out. I can tell you that if you try to time the market, mathematically, you are going to be wrong more oftentimes than you are going to be right. It is nearly impossible. Nobody knows what the market is going to do from day to day, week to week, or month to month. So having the right investment allocation gives you the confidence to know that you've taken care of your, what my dad likes to call the steak and eggs money, the money that you need to meet your normal requirements. And then you can decide, okay, here's how much I'm trying to get income wise or growth for legacy or whatever the case may be. And you can say, I can accept this much risk inside of my portfolio. I'm okay with this amount of money being subjected to the ups and downs of the market. I want this amount set aside that isn't going to be affected by the ups and downs of the market. So you want to have that allocation so you're not losing sleep at night or having to decide when you're going to pull out and try to get back in at the bottom. Nobody can get you out at the top and put you back in at the bottom. That person has not been born yet. Steak and eggs money. I love that term. Uh, last one for you, Grant, is this. Again, going over several steps to make sure your plan's ready for whatever comes your way. Uh, you know, topsy-turvy market, we're seeing it. Uh, economy, we're seeing it. Uh, inflation, we're seeing it. And this is something a lot of people don't want to think about, but you need to think about what's going to happen when you're gone. Estate planning goals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for most people, they are going to leave some assets to their heirs, whether it be to their spouse their children are a, a foundation or charity that they like. But if it's early on in an investor's life, for the most part, what you're worried about are things like powers of attorneys and wills. But once you start a family, a, a trust may be something that becomes an important component of your financial plan. Later in life, you've got to think about how that money is going to be dispersed. And you know what are the costs, the taxes, all of those things come into play. So really doing the estate planning, even the basic estate, estate planning work is so important because it really prevents families from fighting over the assets and makes the transition much smoother. And your desires uh, with your money are accomplished even after death. All right. Well, I tell you, so many questions popping up. Uh, about retirement. And now's an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. We've carved out five positions uh, for the upcoming week, and this is no cost or obligation. Chad, what's going to happen for these five callers? Yep, that's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, you've grown to custom design and easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current plan or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. Folks, we talk retirement each and every week. It's it's important. You're getting you know closer to it every single day, some of you closer than others. Make sure you have a plan. If you do not, this is a great opportunity. Uh, and if that plan is causing some concern for you and you've got questions, get a second opinion. One of the spots can be for you as well. Again, here's the number. No cost or obligation. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies work best for you. The number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. Again, these will not last long. Five spots. 800-728-2225. 
When we come back, it's time for questions from listeners, and we've got some good ones this week. Welcome back into Retirement Room, powered by Simon & Simon Financial. We have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. Between father and his two sons, 88 combined years of experience helping hundreds of clients plan for, get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries, and it's retirement topics each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and I'm also going to be throwing questions at them. Q&A, this portion of the program, there's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar. We have five remaining positions on the upcoming week's calendar for radio listeners only. So listen up. We'll open those up immediately following our Q&A. Covington, our first location, this question for Grant. Jasper is there. Here's the question. I'm 67 years old, and I'm inheriting approximately 47000 from the sale of my deceased mother's home. Should I invest all of it or invest half and use the other half to pay off the balance of my mortgage, which is approximately 25000 and right now at 4.5% interest? Yeah, Jasper, thank you so much for the question. So this is one that we get quite often. Um, it's a situation where you have to look at all of the other things that are going on really in your financial life to make a, you know exact determination. But generally speaking, uh, it is typically better at that low of a rate, 4.5%, and with that low of a balance, 25000 uh, for you to most likely invest the $47,000. Now, I don't know what your cash reserves are, what you have in savings or other retirement assets, but generally speaking, uh, since the money that you're going to inherit from the sale of your deceased mother's home, that $47,000 is going to be tax-free because most likely you're going to get a stepped-up cost basis unless the home, unless she died some time ago and you've had the, the house in your name or getting ready to sell it from her estate for a long time. But generally speaking, you're not going to really owe any taxes on the $47,000. Investing those funds and using the income that it generates, the growth that it generates to help you pay that mortgage would be a better way to go than to just take 25000 of the 47000 and pay off the mortgage. If you invest it, use the income to help pay the mortgage, at the end of the mortgage, you're now going to have the mortgage paid off, but you're also going to have that remaining balance that's been growing for you. So to me, that is a, a better move. But without knowing all the other particulars, um, it, it would obviously help to know those. And hopefully you'll sit down and talk to us and we can help you out with that. Retirement Rue, question and answer. Always going to provide more questions for our listeners, uh, especially when it pertains to themselves or some version of that. So make sure uh, if you have an opportunity to grab a calendar spot, we've got five remaining uh, on the program today. Do that. Ask the questions. Again, no cost or obligation. That's coming up here. We'll open those up. So we'll go to New Orleans for the next one. Chad, you've got this one. Archie is there, and he asked this question. I'm 71 years old and on Medicare. I do not have a health savings account, HSA, we talk about them all the time. His wife, 63, and is not on Medicare yet, but she is, or does, I should say, have an HSA where she contributes 3650 3650 per year. If she contributes 7300 for the family, can I draw upon that for my medical expenses? Yeah. Hey, Archie, thanks for the question. Well, first off, it is a good thing that you don't have an HSA or health savings account because you are on Medicare. You know, once you enroll in Medicare, you can no longer contribute 
into an HSA health savings account because in order to have an HSA, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. And now you don't because you're on Medicare, right? So, but even though you cannot continue to fund your own HSA, you can continue to use those funds, your HSA funds to, if you have for your own uh, HSA that you had before you were on Medicare, you can you continue to use those HSA funds that you have left to help cover certain costs like premiums, co-payments, co-insurance, and other out-of-pocket costs. The good news for your specific your specific situation is that not only can your wife use her HSA funds for her out-of-pocket costs, but you can actually use her funds as well. Um, so for those, even though uh, she is not on Medicare, um, if she can still contributing to HSA, um, you can actually, she and you both can use her HS funds um, to cover out-of-pocket healthcare costs. Um, HHS funds can be used for any dependents claimed on your tax return. So not only you, but if there's any dependents in the household that she or you claim, uh, even dependents that you or she forgot to claim or didn't claim, but could on your tax return, you can use those funds for healthcare costs related to those individuals as well. Great question, though. Thank you. Retirement Root Radio, question and answer portion of the program. We're going to open up five positions on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial, and you can get your questions answered, no cost or obligation. Next question up, going to go to Grant. We have uh, Marjorie. She is in Slidell. Here is the question. I'm looking to open an investment account for a parent who is 55 years old with no retirement savings. With a limited time to invest and save, what solution would optimize their investment? Yeah, Marjorie. Well, um, unfortunately, in this country, um, they look at the statistics and it is about 50 percent of 65 year olds today have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. And so you trying to help your your parent um, who's 55 at least start the process of trying to save for retirement, that is a very laudable and wonderful goal. Um, really, if you don't have a lot of time, then you have to be careful of trying to chase returns. You don't want to essentially bet it all on black, put it all in Bitcoin or something extremely risky, trying to make up for lost time. What you really want to do is invest in good, high quality, large cap companies. That's what I would invest my money in or money for my parents. If they were in that situation, I would want the money to be invested in high quality, uh, large cap companies, good, strong companies that have been around for a long time, have a good track record, even utilizing uh, uh, some dividend paying stocks, things of that nature. Uh, but don't try to chase returns to try to make up for that lost savings time because, you know, you have a big drop right before retirement and then all of that savings uh, goes to waste because you have a 30, 40, 50% drop right before they actually have to start taking the money out of that account. So I would just say invest it in good quality companies and uh, the market will do the rest for you if you do it consistently. Retirement Rue Radio, question and answer portion of the program. And remember, folks, you need to have a plan unique to your situation. If you're retiring as a couple, obviously unique to that couple situation. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial, and you can have these types of conversations about where you currently sit in your retirement planning process. Uh, if you need to tweak, obviously you get that second opinion. Uh, one of those spots could be for you. Next up, Folsom is the location. Jane is there. Chad, this one's for you. Can I buy ETFs for my Roth IRA? Hey, Jane. Thanks for the question. Uh, so, yeah, the quick answer is absolutely. 
Remember, whether you have a Roth or a traditional IRA or a SEP, which is a simplified employee pension or a beneficiary IRA or even an after-tax account or non-qualified account, these are simply the wrapper of the qualified plan that determines how these accounts are taxed, but they don't limit the type of investments that you're allowed to invest in within the funds. So ETFs, exchange-traded funds, are great investment tools. They can provide broad diversification. They're more tax-efficient and typically cheaper than traditional mutual funds. Um, so absolutely, again, whether it's a Roth or a traditional IRA, uh, these terms don't limit what you can use as investments. They simply designate how they, the qualified fund is uh, taxed or treated when it, in the eyes of the IRS. So great question, Jane. We move to our final question of the program, and immediately following this question, we'll open up the phones. we got five positions on the calendar for Simon & Simon Financial. No cost or obligation. Grab one of them when we do open them up. Lacombe, our next stop. Stu is there. Uh, Grant, this one's for you. Here it is. My wife has been retired from the workforce for eight years, and the two of us have approximately 750000 in assets. We have no debt. Our combined Social Security benefits today would be more than adequate to sustain our current lifestyle. Is there any point in waiting an additional three years to retire at full retirement age if I can comfortably live off Social Security benefits right now? Hey, Stu. Uh, so the short answer is probably not. You probably don't need to wait the additional three years to get to full retirement age based on the amount of assets that you have, the fact that you have no debt, and the fact that y'all's combined social security benefits would be enough to uh, cover the, the regular bills, then you probably don't need to wait. Uh, the biggest difference between waiting that three years or spending from your assets to cover that three years worth of expenses is, is that the 750,000 in assets can be passed on. There's really no death benefit with social security other than $200. So for me, if y'all were ready to retire and you could live off the uh, social security now, I probably would tell you to go ahead and trigger it. And then that gives less pressure on your assets to provide the income y'all need. Okay. Well, now this is the opportunity. We've been telling you about it. We've got five positions on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial. Grant, tell them how they can get in your office. That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. Folks, now's the opportunity. You need to act. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, here's the number. 800-728-2225. Again, no cost or obligation. Kind of see where you are in your retirement planning. Maybe you haven't started. Maybe you're in the middle of something. You can get started or you can get a second opinion. You can do it right now. we got five spots. They will go fast. Here's the number. 800-728-2225. Call it now. Get in touch with Simon & Simon Financial. That's 800-728-2225. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Chad Simon and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. 
The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.